Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Sports with Friends. Happy holidays. Uh, this is the Christmas episode. Two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day. This is episode 280 of Sports with Friends, and it's also the start of the NBA season. It's also week 16 in the NFL. We're going to settle all the gambling issues. We're also going to be talking to the head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook, Patrick Morrow, later on in the show. This episode is also brought to you by Elecants, and we'll be talking about that very soon as well. This is the third consecutive Christmas episode that we have done in this format. I say hello to my friend, my compadre. He was once my producer. He was a co-host. He hosted a lot of shows. We are both in the podcasting space. We're going to let him promote all his stuff. He is the great Scott Seidenberg. How are you, man? At this point, if you have anybody else on a Christmas episode, I would be personally offended. No, no. We we talked about this off air. You are going to be beholden to this podcast as long as I'm alive. And that's fair. I'll sign on to that. But right, now that I go on, before you, you don't have to do a podcast. Yes, exactly. It will live on. I'll do it for you. But at this point, since <laughs> this is the third year in a row of two Jews hanging out on Christmas, if you have any other Jew on next year, <laughs> I will be very offended. <laughs> so, OK, so the genesis of this is 2018. 2018 sports uh, with friends. Wait, what? I oh, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Those were the days. Do you remember? Oh my goodness. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Um, I get a phone call at six o'clock on Christmas Eve. I'm getting ready to sit and I watch my Christmas Eve tradition. I watch It's a Wonderful Life, and. Not the NBC watered down commercial version either. I make sure we watch it on uh, on the Blu-ray or or you know the, the, the I had the DVD, not the Blu-ray. Who gets a Blu-ray of It's a Wonderful Life? I don't know. I had the, the but but now because all my DVDs are on Vudu, I probably watch It's a Wonderful Life on Vudu, um, and that's my tradition. And I get a phone call from the great. Uh, Chris from Underdogs uh, Podcast Network, and he says, "By the way, he says you have a a uh, commitment. You need a show this week, and the show used to come out on Tuesdays. And Christmas 2018 came out on a Tuesday, and I said, come on, Christmas. What are we doing, Christmas? You don't need a Christmas episode. And lo and behold, I turns out I did." And they, mm-hmm. I would violate a commercial a sponsorship deal, and I don't even have that sponsor anymore. And we had to have a show on Christmas, and I called every Jew, and I think <laughs> Scott, not every Jew I knew, but every Jew I was friendly with, and <laughs> and every and, and the and the one you were like, I think I called you third. I'll be honest, I called you third. I know who I called first. I called Softy. My buddy out in Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Mahler, the great uh, softy, and he uh, didn't answer. <laughs> and it's, I, if I believe, if I remember correctly, his wife celebrates Christmas, and that's why he couldn't do it. I think you were call number two or three. That's that's what I recall. And I said, can you come on with me and just talk sports for like thirty minutes? Just can we talk about anything? Yeah. And we did, and we didn't call it this. 
But I was so annoyed that I didn't know, so I didn't prepare this, that when I put when I submitted the episode, I literally titled it Two Jews Hanging Out on Christmas Day. And that that was it. And then we got the numbers back in January of the previous eight weeks. Now, mind you, in those eight weeks, we had Blake Griffin on. We had Dolph Lundgren on. We had Jody McDonald on, Scott Farrell on. No, Scott Farrell was after you. Sorry. Um, but we had all the, we had Leroy Butler, the Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer. We had a bunch of episodes and the most listened to episode by a lot was two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day. Well, we decided in 2019 that it was getting to be a big pain in the ass to watch uh, to to watch uh, to do the show to have the show ready to come out on Tuesdays that was impossible so we moved it to Wednesdays and now the show comes out on Wednesdays and lo and behold last Christmas I gave you my heart the very next day you tore it apart this time it's you gave it away but it's okay all right um then Christmas Day fell on Wednesday, December 25th. And we did two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day. That episode, so the first episode is episode 177, 229. 229. That was close. 229. That is right after, right after Lawrence Moten, Danny Shays, Sweeney Murdy all came on the show. And you, the, Two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day. Again, the highest rated episode of the fourth quarter of 2019. Now, this Christmas, uh, Christmas comes out on a Friday and the show comes out on a Wednesday. So we're clearly not recording this on Christmas. But this is officially the Christmas episode. So you are here for the Christmas episode. Yes. This two is Jews. Two Jews Hanging Out on Christmas Day, this Volume 3. Two Jews Hanging Out Before Christmas. Before <laughs> Should I say that before yes. Christmas? Two Jews hanging out before Christmas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> this portion of Sports with Friends is brought to you by Elocance. Elocance is your audio superpower because it helps you get through all the things you don't have time to read. Wait a minute. I don't have a lot of time to read many things. Elocance is an app that turns articles, emails, and documents into audio podcasts instantly you can take articles stuck in your browser windows and i have plenty all my sports articles all my superhero articles even some prince articles i haven't even read yet elecance turns them into audio so if i'm driving if i'm editing i've been blocking out time to exercise that's another topic altogether there are so many services out there that take audio and turn them into text this does the exact opposite. It says here you should listen to them while you're running. Clearly they don't know me. I only run when chased. Listen to a PDF document while in the car, doing things around the house. Give your eyes a break from your screen by listening instead of reading. There's even a Chrome extension so you can add articles and web pages directly to your app. You can find Elecance in the App Store or Google Play for iOS or Android, if that's your drug of choice. It's spelled E-L-O-C-A-N-C-E. Download the app now. Start listening on the go. Check out Elecance 
And now, back to sports with friends. 2020 for the podcast has been a weird year because in the beginning of the pandemic, nobody was listening to podcasts. Podcast listenership was down all mm-hmm. over the place. Well, people weren't commuting, so right. a lot no of people listening. To, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of people listen. Right, and gyms being closed, I, I thought affected this. Yet, this year, we had our best guests by a million. And it's wild. You ready for this? Yeah. Hall of Famer, Pudge Rodriguez. Mm. Chris Carlin. Mm. Uh David Stern died, and we did a legacy podcast on David Stern where we talked about his his wonderful things, and then we eviscerated him because he's the guy who caused the Sonics to leave Seattle, and literally uh, the people of Seattle think so low of him. And then Kobe Bryant died, and we did a, a show on the legacy of Kobe Bryant. And then right after that, we had, and I'm not going to give every, ep- every episode, but you got to hear this. Then we had Nancy Lieberman, the Hall of Fame basketball player and coach. And Nancy Lieberman was supposed to be on the helicopter mm. with Kobe Bryant. And she had this story to tell at the Thurman Munson Awards dinner. And someone runs over to me and said, have you spoken to Nancy Lieberman? I said, no, I was there to get Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella. And we had Nancy Lieberman telling that story on the show. Then we had Lou Pinella and then Ben Affleck. I mean, this is no joke. Ben Affleck on the goddamn podcast. Then COVID hits, right? And do you remember Rudy Gobert tests positive and it mm-hmm. shuts down sports? Yep. Do you remember the video of him licking? Yeah. Touching the, the five guys yeah. microphones. He yeah. like licked his fingers and he touched the microphones. Ben Anderson of the Utah Jazz Radio Network was one of the five microphones that he touched. We had him on the podcast. Ryan Rucco was calling the Nuggets versus the Mavericks, if you remember, when the NBA announces that they're suspending operations. And he had the pause that was so amazing. It was incredible. And Ryan Rucco came on the podcast. Then we had... Tory Hunter and Jock Jones saying that the players wouldn't respect the quarantines. Remember that? And then we decided to do a month of the busiest people in sports who are all climbing the walls to, to come on the show. Ready for this? Kenny Albert, Ian Eagle, and the incomparable, the immortal Chris Madge Majkowski who is the radio engineer for the New York Mets, New York Giants, New York Knicks, New York Rangers, St. John's, and Westwood One Sports, and usually works between 300 and 320 nights a year. (laughs) (laughs) And then it goes on and on. And and then the Washington football team, I'm skipping around. The Washington football team uh, has their sexual harassment scandal, and their play-by-play announcer gets fired. And our buddy Bram Weinstein comes on the podcast to talk about that. We had Tony Romo, Jim Nance, uh, Dustin Johnson, Justin Leonard. And then we had two cancer survivors, Mel Antonin, Fred Clare, the Hall of Famer, uh, Donnie Shell, And it goes on and on and on and on. So even though listenership might be down for the whole thing, this literally has been this iconic year because everyone was home 
And on Twitter, my favorite tweet, and I'll, I'll leave it with this. My favorite tweet was somebody tweeted me and said, hey, what do you got on sports with friends during the pandemic? And I just said, well, I'm going to see what LeBron's doing. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody was home. You know, you just ran through your guest list. But what you actually did was run through what a year 2020 has been. More of our Christmas episode in just a second. But first, there is so much going on. The NBA is starting. The NFL's in week 16. It is the holidays. So much to welcome in the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. They said it would only be 16 weeks to flatten the curve. And here we still are banging out podcasts. Uh, we will, uh, you know, this is pretty, this is a great, gosh, I can't believe basketball is back. NFL is still hanging. College bowl games occurring. The Myrtle Beach Bowl took place yesterday. Uh, it's it's fascinating where 2020 has led us. And uh, you know what? A good deal of fun this year. And a year that hasn't been all that fun. I've been doing this show with you. So here, here we are 16 weeks later. This is pretty cool. Yeah, you said it. The NBA, and I, I tweeted yesterday, I feel like the finals were like last week. <laughs> I'm not... I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. It's it's like having too many Marvel movies. This is just too much. And now they're doing it without a bubble and still empty arenas. And it is just all kinds of weird. Uh, a quick look at the Eastern Conference odds. Milwaukee Bucks are co-favorites with the Brooklyn Nets that you mentioned. They're both plus 235 at Bovada. And they're being trailed by the Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, and Philadelphia 76ers, all six to one. So to have five teams like that below 10 to one, really below seven to one, speaks to how competitive uh, we expect the Eastern Conference to be this year. Uh, quick look over to the West, and uh, it is the Lakers as expected. They are the plus 150 favorite there. They're looking good. They return a lot of talent there. Uh, they'll be obviously certainly very tough to knock off. And as a result, uh, they are also the betting uh, favorite as well. They're the most popular betting team at Bovada, the LA Lakers. The one issue with the NBA that I, you know, will look at is the impact on the balance. You know, that's always been what I talk about, the balance. You know, balance to me in the NBA has always been the question mark. Um, in the Western Conference, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers, what are the other teams? Dallas, Denver, who else is a good team that can make that run that can that can go into that upper echelon because to tell you the truth if the conference is really about two teams that play in one arena you could have a bubble <laughs> yeah and i mean you make a good point there as much as uh, you know the east uh, looks that much more wide open it's the lakers it's the clippers uh trailing at four to one at bavada and then we get into that 10 to one range or higher with the nuggets the mavericks the warriors all between 11 and 13 to one jazz up there at 20 to 1 uh yeah i mean you can really just insulate the lakers and the clippers and you probably uh, can hit the old uh, ea sports sim button all the way to the western conference finals uh, let's take a look at this week uh, 16 in the nfl oh my gosh we have uh got we have football on christmas this year we have a 430 game vikings at yeah. saints uh gosh vikings have looked a little disappointing this year uh, a lot of uh you know single score losses uh, certainly a team that can be on the other side of 500 boy it looks like they're missing stefan Diggs this year though uh, and the kind of numbers that he's putting up in buffalo and how confident and comfortable he makes josh allen out there knowing that he's got a guy that can extend plays 
Uh, Saints, uh, you know, kind of a tough game against the Chiefs. Boy, uh, Drew Brees, 12 busted ribs came back from him, and he took more than a few hits in that one. All that said, New Orleans Saints, seven-point favorites at Bovada right now, and they're getting about 80% of that Christmas Day money so far. Then Saturday, there's a triple header, uh, including a game on Amazon Prime. It's not on a major network, uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals. But the most intriguing matchup is Miami at the Raiders. Uh, it's a close line. Uh, the Raiders, uh, 500, are still technically in it. And the Dolphins are looking to cinch a playoff spot after losing the division to Buffalo. Yeah, uh, 49ers, Cardinals. I was just thinking about that game and uh, wondering who has the home field advantage there. Because that's where the 49ers have been hanging out uh, the last month yeah, or so, right? right? They've both been playing at the same stadium. Yeah, uh, as it currently stands, uh, Cardinals four and a half point favorites over the 49ers and over under of 49 at Bovada, which is one of the first uh, over unders under 50 for that high scoring Arizona Cardinals in more than a month. Uh, and looking at that Dolphins Raiders game, uh, the Dolphins were minus two and a half last night at Bovada. And uh, overnight today, they are now a full three point favorites and they're taking about 70% of the action and uh, Going back to the Cardinals real quick, they're taking about 65% of the action so far. All right. Uh, so you have you have uh, Tampa Bay and Detroit, the 49ers and the Cardinals we mentioned in Arizona, and Miami and Vegas uh, Raiders, the nightcap. Then Sunday, are there, are there any games left? Well, you bet there are, including, I think, the most intriguing matchup of the day, which is the Seattle Seahawks hosting the L.A. Rams. Uh, essentially for the division the rams come in at nine and five while the seahawks at home are six and one and they're ten and four with a one game lead on the division yeah the rams uh coming off a bit of a humbling well humbling is probably actually too yeah, the kind loss uh, to the jets that we have oh, god <laughs> the jet fans are so miserable yeah it's, it's 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 tough because you know the players on the jets they want to win that game they're professionals they're looking for jobs next year if you're frank gore you're thinking how many more wins do you have uh, potentially under your belt and he had the heroic first down to cinch it at the end of the game uh I, I gotta tell you doing that jets rams game and running live odds on it uh it just you know especially i think i saw bear some scars from that uh raiders comeback that covers zero from 50 yards out with time expiring. So we were all kind of waiting with the live odds on the game. Like, okay, when are the Rams are gonna do it? How are the Jets gonna trip over their own feet here? When is Lucy lifting up the football at the last second? So it was really difficult to come up with live odds uh, for the Rams and the, to come back in that spot. Cause at any price we put them at, people are betting the Rams. Oh yeah, we can get them at minus 150. We can get them at a slight underdog, no problem. This is the Jets. So it was surprising even to me when they were actually able to get that last bird down to clinch it. Uh, bizarre game, bizarre season, and now the Jaguars, as a result, uh, the slight favorite to get that first overall pick, which is looking almost assuredly to be Trevor Lawrence. Looking at that Rams-Seahawks game, the Seahawks are currently very, very slight one-and-a-half-point favorites at Bovada. Uh, action pretty split so far. People not really too sure what to make. Uh, for the Seahawks, the Jets were a palate cleanser. For the Rams, uh, the Jets gave them fit, uh, fits, I would say, you know, Maybe two, three weeks ago, the Rams might have even been slight favorites in this spot, but uh, a little bit concerning with that offensive performance against a dismal team like New York. Over-under is currently set at 47.5. Again, a bit on the lower side for a Seattle Seahawks team, which has been putting up video game uh, offensive numbers. But that Rams defense has looked pretty good this season. Definitely created some frustrations the first time these two teams met uh, and should be a great one. Good, good game in that 405 slot. 
Another good game is a uh, one o'clock game in Pittsburgh. The Steelers coming off that upset loss to the Cincinnati Bengals hosting Indianapolis. What's the line there? Uh, 11 and three Steelers hosting the 10 and four Colts. Uh, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, wow, they went from 11 and 0 to 11 and three and boy, have they looked ordinary in doing so. You know, it was, I think it was easy to chalk up the Washington football loss as uh, you know, a bit of a blip. Everyone hits bump in a row, but now with three straight losses, uh, it's super concerning in Pittsburgh right now. And uh, boy, did they look ordinary against that Cincinnati Bengals defense, which had not put up uh, you know, anything to write home about uh, prior to that game. Uh, as it currently stands, the Colts are one and a half point road favorites at Bovada. And uh, it's early days because we did have this line down during Monday Night Football. But as it currently stands, uh, the Colts are taking about 65% of the betting action as very, very slight road favorites. And then an interconference matchup, the Sunday night game, uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. Your thoughts there? Yeah, so it was funny. I, I had some Twitter followers uh, curious about this game a couple weeks ago, and they're wondering, you know, how high is this over-under going to get to this Titans-Packers game where, you know, the Titans obviously, you know, they, they do some really smart things with the ball, obviously. You know, some of them, you don't have to be too smart. Just give Derrick Henry the ball and let him smash through you. Uh, but the Packers offense has looked really good this year. Defense not looking too hot. Titans have run into this problem as well this year. And uh, as a result, we have one of our highest over-unders of the season, an over-under of 56 at Bovada. And no surprise, about 70% of the money is on the Titans. Um, looking at the spread itself, uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty tight game. We currently have the Packers as only three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, and the Titans are taking about 60% of the betting money so far. I kind of like the Titans in this spot. I do think that the Packers have been, you know, a bit hit or miss. Uh, you know, when they're firing on all cylinders, they look incredible. Uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers just doing fantastic stuff on that side of the ball. Uh, but, you know, I do have to give the Titans the ever so slight coaching edge in this game, which, uh, you know, if you're trying to come up with that extra turnover, if you're trying to come up with that extra possession, uh, you know, I do like the Titans in that spot. I do do not think the Packers are quite as good as their record. But uh, yeah, as it currently stands, should be a really great Sunday night football game. Great way to cap the week. All right. So there's a Friday game. There's three Saturday games, a bunch of Sunday games, a Monday game. It's just a weird week 16 in the NFL. Basketball is back. There's still bowl games. We'll preview all the New Year's Day bowl games next week. Have a great holiday, my friend. And uh, as far as Festivus, uh, let, let's just do the feats of strength. <laughs> feats of strength? Okay, we're going to arm wrestle off there. <laughs> I got a lot of grievances with you people. <laughs> Happy best. holidays, folks. That's Patrick Morrow, the head odds maker at Bovada. Let's go back to our Christmas episode of Sports with Friends. think about where things were and before COVID and the biggest thing in the world was Kobe Bryant. And I was on the radio that night. And I remember, you know, I, I was, I was hosting NBA insiders on ESPN radio. It's me, Ryan Hollins and Bobby Marks. And uh, the news breaks. First of all, I'm doing updates on NBC sports radio when the news breaks. So I was going from NBC to ESPN. I have to do updates. We could do a breaking. whole podcast on how you yeah. have to do that. I did an update with the news. And then every half an hour, I'm updating the news as I'm getting it via Twitter. Yep. And I'm updating it nationally to an audience doing these two-minute sports updates. 
And imagine just being in the car and listening to like recorded programming or like play by play of a game or something. And then in between you got a two minute update or, or like, let's say you're on a, a rock music station, which airs a sports update, which a lot of these, you know, some news stations where they just air us the two minute sports update. And you hear that. And then I'm texting my producer from ESPN, like, well, I guess our show just completely changed tonight. And I get into studio and you know, we we had time to digest the news and, you know, we had a, a, you know, a guest list of who's who connected to Kobe and the Lakers, you know, from from writers like Bill Plaschke to former players that played with him. And, you know, Ryan had time with him as well. And we just it was one of the more most surreal days of my entire life, let alone you, career. You never forget where you were. Right. Yeah. And and to think about how then, you know, the entire sports world stops you know i lose my job <laughs> a lot of people lose yeah. their jobs yeah. um and, and just you know finding new ways of doing things with podcasting twitch all this other stuff yeah. you know 2020 has been it's been a, a really long year seth a really long year and it's amazing how the landscape of the sports world has changed every single month along the way to you know what what from where we came from that kobe shocking news to then no sports to then the bubbles right the nhl and the nba putting on bubbles to now you know the nfl having a full season college football with the cancellations every single week is in bowl season we will have a playoff and and the nba finishes and what a month later the next season is beginning and, and here we are with the start of the next NBA season, uh, not in a bubble, by the way. And, and we don't know, you know, certain cities and certain States are starting to have fans back in the, in the stadiums. And I don't and know what it's going to be vaccine. like. The vaccine is coming out, which is great news. And, you know, the Super Bowl is going to have fans, the college football playoff and the Rose bowl has been relocated to Texas. So they can have fans. And and now, you know, the, we had the World Series in a bubble. The World Series was at a neutral site. And the baseball season was hodgepodge yeah, from, get, just, from the get-go. Think about the year that was in sports. I mean, this is going to be one hell of a documentary or one hell of a Sports Illustrated year in review. Remember those uh, VHS cassettes? The, the yeah. Sports Illustrated year in review. Year in review. Yeah. My favorite was 1994 because, you know, it was great. That's Rangers the won the year. Stanley Cup and, and the Knicks were in the finals. So I still have that VHS somewhere in my uh, my. Well, and that's house. the best ESPN 30 for 30. Yes. Uh, 1994, we can have a separate podcast. It's the greatest year in pop culture history um, from sports to entertainment. Since, since 1969. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, I wasn't alive, so it, yeah. it has nothing to do with age. Anyway. Anyway, in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, looking back on 2020 is going to be one hell of a journey. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. I mean, there's no secret how bonkers it is. Um, One of the things that I thought sports couldn't avoid and one of the things I did want to talk to you about is everything became political. And. 2016, the election overturned everything. If you remember 2016, um, I thought that the election led to like the downslope of sports ratings in every sport, including the impenetrable NFL. And in 2020, 
everything that was sports related was COVID related and everything COVID related was political and you couldn't leave it. And I have looked at my social media and I only noticed this because of the app, because you know, the app like rounds rounds to the closest, whatever, like, like if you have 15,000 Twitter followers, it'll just say 15 K. It doesn't tell you Mm -hmm. 15,232. Like I don't, I don't look at my followers that closely, uh-huh. but I did notice when it went from 16 to 15. And in the beginning of 2020, I was at least 16,200. And now I'm about 15, seven. I've lost 500 to 800 followers on Twitter. And I believe it is because of politics. Could be. And I will Very write possible. something like wear a mask. And I was called a socialist. Mm-hmm. I would write something like, I didn't think baseball should start. And I was unfollowed by people who thought I was un-American. I, I've never had this vitriol on social media. And I'm a person who loves social media. I mean, so Twitter helped me get through the, 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 the death of my best friend. Mm-hmm. And t- Twitter helped me meet Prince <laughs> and work with him. So I don't really have issues with Twitter, but this year everything got really nuts. And politically, I'm very in the middle. And I'll say it wasn't just right wing people unfollowing me. I remember I went to a Jets game, the Jets Denver game, and I got home from it and I wrote that I thought 10,000 people could easily fit in the Meadowlands safely. Yeah. Right. I got called a right wing conspirator. I got called a Trump supporter. I, I like it was it was nonstop. Everything was politics. And I just found that the the and then the stuff with George Floyd and Jacob Blake and Breonna Taylor and all of that like dominated everything. And I was very for the athletes, any athletes that wanted to say whatever they wanted. Like I, I, I totally believed like if your name is LeBron James or you are the backup shortstop for the San Diego Padres, if you wanted to use your platform to make a statement, go for it, do whatever you wanted. And I lost followers for supporting that. Mm. Yeah, uh, definitely was an interesting year in that regard. You know, everything from Black Lives Matter to, you know, the election and just the way that it affected the sports world. It's it's unlike anything that we've ever seen before and, and probably will ever see again. It was it was it, it was bonkers. I mean, bonkers, bonkers. And what I just hope this year is we can get back into. I don't know. And I don't want to say normalcy because I'm not the guy who's going to say, oh, that was a great trade by the Cincinnati Reds. Like, that's not what I do. Uh, and and I love the snark and I love the, the the I love the superhero stuff and I love all those things and I just want it to be fun and that's that that's part of it and that is what bothered me. Yeah, uh, it is nice though when things are starting to feel somewhat normal, uh, like arguing about the college football playoff 
you know, not talking about where the games are going to be played, not talking about how many fans are going to be in attendance, not talking about which players are going to be out due to COVID protocols, but instead are getting rescheduled or canceled instead actually arguing over which teams should be playing in the playoff. To me, that just, it felt so like COVID was non-existent at that point. Here I am having arguments with people about the college football playoff and COVID is an afterthought. It just felt so good to, to, to have a debate that had nothing to do with anything like that. It's great. Well, but sometimes the COVID stuff was a sports debate. Like one of the examples, and I did an episode of the podcast on this, is when uh, the Baltimore Ravens get postponed five times. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the, Dem- and, the Denver Broncos and, have and to Denver play Broncos with a, a wide receiver, a quarterback. In, yeah. And they had to play without a goddamn quarterback. And that yeah. drove me bananas. Like, cause that wasn't fair. And the Broncos got screwed. And I know mm-hmm. they're not, they're not a good team. So it doesn't make a difference. Cause you know, people only care about winners, but the reality of it is, is I, I genuinely thought like that was a COVID fight. Um, I was against, here's an example. I was pro NFL, but against college football. Yes, I, I I am aware of that. By the I, way, speaking of the NFL, you know that we're we have Friday games on Christmas, and this year will be I think the first year ever we've had an NFL game on every single day of the week. Yes, we have yes, had games on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But this is not a COVID thing. This is an obnoxious. We want to beat the NBA thing. Well, it's just I'm saying just the fact that games have been rescheduled. I understand understand that. But what I'm saying is there is there is something else about this particular um, year, like the NBA has owned Christmas Day and ESPN and ABC kind of dominate that. Mm -hmm. Fox is going to kill them. They have the Saints. Yeah. Yep. That. I'm I'm sorry, but why is the NFL playing on Friday? It was scheduled before the NBA season was known to actually start this year. So yeah, when the when the NFL schedule came out in April, right? They didn't it, which think is, the NBA was canceling, but the NBA was scheduled to finish their their bubble at a certain time. No one, I think, expected the NBA to restart. You know, a a month later and start around Christmas. I think there was a lot of talk at that time about starting in 2021. Let's start in January or February. So I think the NFL was like, hey, we have an opportunity here to capitalize on a marquee day. Let's go ahead and schedule Christmas Day, which is what the, the NFL has had games on Christmas before when Christmas when was it, on a Saturday or Christmas if it's was on, on a Sunday. Saturday or Sunday, never yes, during or, the week. Yeah, or Monday or Monday Night or Football. Monday. But yeah, the, this is rare for a Friday. Um, to have it's it kind of a jerky move because mm-hmm. you know the NFL is going to outrate all those NBA games, and on Friday, uh, if now if you're listening to this, <laughs> I get to say my line. If you're listening to this in the future, do me a favor, come back and tell me how the flying car is. Um, and also now uh, we have to add to it. Uh, do me a favor, uh, tell me how we get out of this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, tell me, tell me how we get back to normal. Does the vaccine work? Some guy listening in 2024 is like, these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 weird what, what I didn't like is I don't like the NFL's like their arrogance. Here's an example of how the NFL and the NBA are just different. The NFL, Roger Goodell comes out and does an interview with, I think, Mike Tirico, Syracuse's own Mike Tirico. 
and he says, we're not going to go, we're not going to cut in the line to get the vaccine. We're going to wait our turn like everyone else. No effing kidding, you moron. Like, no, you should not be getting your 25-year-old strapping athletes the vaccine before 75-year-old people. Are you out of your goddamn mind? And Adam Silver was interviewed by Craig Melvin and was asked the same question and just kind of shoots it down and just goes, do you really think we would consider that? I think, but those questions came about because of the NHL report that said that, uh, which had to be clarified because the, the original report said the NHL was planning on purchasing vaccinations for all their players. And that had to be clarified to say that, hold up, what they meant to say was if a vaccination becomes available for private purchase, yeah. which is after the public demand has been met. Correct. And it becomes available for private purchase. Then the NHL would consider buying mass doses for their players. So I think that's where the questioning then came about for uh, Roger Goodell and Adam Silver is in response to that NA that report about the NHL purchasing vaccinations. Correct. Mm -hmm. What I what I also heard was that there's an issue with Canada because the vaccine hasn't been approved in Canada. That's and up in Canada, eh? Are you going to vaccinate 21 or 22 teams and not the seven Canadian teams who you want to talk about an awesome division? You putting all the Canadian teams in a division. I'm well, sorry. I th I mean, the NHL be... realignment is so cool. They should do it all the time. How cool. Just just have the Canada teams play the Canada teams, the American teams play the American teams. And then the Stanley but not Cup. just that. Give me the Eastern division and don't have me play anybody outside of my division. But that's it. Okay. So oh, you have, you, look, you have a U.S. you have a U.S. conference, right? With East to West. You have a Canadian conference with East and West. The winner of Canada plays the winner of America. No, and no, that's no, how no. you win you the Stanley Cup. That. So, no, that's what I want. That. No. That's what I want. No. And then, you know what? To make it even, I'm giving Canada more teams. I'm taking away teams from the U.S. and I'm shipping them up to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> what teams are you taking away as I'm sitting here in a Seattle Supersonics t-shirt? <laughs> Well, Seattle's getting a team, right? You'd be excited. About yeah, we're that. getting a team. Um, no, my 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 favorite thing for the NHL is actually got shot down. And I was going to do a whole episode on this. The Boston Bruins petitioned the NHL to get uh, to play Outdoor some games. of their home yeah. games yeah. at like awesome. Fenway Park. Awesome. Awesome. Right? So that they could put 10,000 people in there and I, you could do it safely. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Winter and classics I, all year long. That's right. Outdoor you could do. You could have the, the let the Flyers play in either the Eagle Stadium or the baseball stadium. Endless possibilities. And you give the Rangers Yankee Stadium, you give the Islanders City Field, and give my Devils the Meadowlands, and I'm and in. That's fine. I'm every, totally in. Every team could have an outdoor facility, and you make the entire NHL an outdoor league with fans. With fans? Yeah. Oh, my God. And supposedly it got shot down really fast. That would be so cool if the NHL was just the the whole the whole season was an outdoor season. Could you imagine? That would be so cool. Be epic. <laughs> oh my god, that would be just so pl cool. playing in like college stadiums or minor league baseball stadiums, which aren't being used because ML, you know, minor league baseball is in, in the crapper. But you know, like you, like, like why not? How cool would that be? And we we did an episode of the podcast on minor league baseball. It's yeah. a tragedy. What but baseball should be so ashamed of themselves. They mm -hmm. could have subsidized those teams for a long time. They could have easily subsidized them for 2020 and e easily done it. And they, you know, these, these billionaire owners crying poverty when 
I've seen their books for 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. 2015. They have slush funds that could have paid all the minor league teams. It's just awful. Did you say hush funds? Because they have that too. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> that's my goal, by the way, for 2021 is I want commissioners. I okay. want because I think we can get Gary Bettman. That's easy. Um, I think we can get Manfred if he doesn't hate me anymore. Okay. And uh, I my my white whale is uh, is silver. That's the guy I want. And uh, and you can get him. I just I don't think you'll ever get Goodell. Did I ever tell you the story about how I almost got Adam Silver? No. So, you know, the uh, the synopsis, uh, you know, the, the, the newsletter synopsis, C-Y-N-O-P-S-I-S sure. synopsis. Let's pretend I do. OK, every I mean, year, I, mean I mean, I mean, of course I do. But just explain it to the audience because they don't every. Know. Yeah, right. I was going to do that anyway. <laughs> um, the synopsis every year has this thing, the sports media awards. And it's at the Waldorf Astoria, the Waldorf Astoria hotel in in midtown manhattan and i was a presenter every year i'm a presenter i you know i, I literally say like and the nominees are and <laughs> and, I, and i do that and adam silver got a major award and this ballroom it, it probably has about five to seven hundred people that go to this thing and this ballroom is long it's like really really long And I am backstage with Adam Silver because I didn't present his award, but I had just presented awards. And I say to him, it's nice to meet you. And he couldn't have been nicer. And I said, I have this podcast I'd love to do. This was a couple of years ago. Like we didn't have an audience on the podcast. Like there was, it was a hobby. And he says, well, if you have your stuff, I, we, we could bang it out now. And I said, great. And my bag is all the way in the back of 500 people. And I was bobbing and weeping (laughs) to try to get to my recorder to then come back. And he had left Mm. and it was, it was so random. It was so hard. And that I remember uh, I met executives with the New York jets and I'll never forget that because they were nominated for an award and they tried to stop and have a conversation. Hey, how have you been? What's going on? I'm like, I can't talk now. (laughs) I'm, I'm swimming through these people. And that's like my white whale. I can't get Adam Silver. And I okay. and I want to because I he did such a great job. The way he he um navigated all of the issues, like with China. You remember that happened this year too. Daryl Morey, the then mm-hmm. GM of the Rockets, uh does some some basically anti-China tweets while they're in the air on their way to play in China. And then the Chinese government takes the NBA off their local television and it costs the NBA billions of dollars. And that was pre COVID. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. What a crazy year. What an absolutely <laughs> bonkers year. What a strange year, too. I don't know. And I, you know, from a hockey standpoint, and I always say this I'm a Devils fan on March 10th. The Devils lost to the Pittsburgh goddamn Penguins. And I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I watched the game. But we finished two points out of the bubble. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And if I had known, that would have been a bigger game. I would have shown my support. Yes. I would have supported my team. 
Well, the Rangers got bounced out of the bubble rather quickly, but it's okay because they landed the Lafreniere. So it's all good. They were in the bubble and they got the number one pick. Exactly. And now you get the two top picks and it's just the future is bright for the blue shirts. Uh, The Devils, meanwhile, will have Prudential logos on their helmets. Did you see that? Yeah, Prudential. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, they play at the Rock. They will have Prudential logos on their helmet. Good. They should. Yeah, why not? That that they're, they're nice. I, look, they haven't played since literally March 10th. Yeah, and that's the longest I've ever gone without seeing my team. And I think that's weird. Did you see one other hockey note? Did you see uh, Henrik Lundqvist can't play? He has a health issue. That's yeah, so. you know, you know, as a as a Ranger fan, I didn't want to see him in any other uniform. Right. Um, but as a Hen- Henrik Lundqvist fan for over 10 years, you know, 15 years. Um, you know, I feel for the guy. I, I want to see him do well. I want to see him play again. Um, it sucks that he's not on the Rangers, but you know, I, I, to see if he would have, if he would have had a shutout this year for the Capitals, I would have cheered. I would have enjoyed that. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, health is obviously, uh, the number one concern there. So we hope that, uh, the King is all right. Yeah. And he's, he's one of those guys that like in, in hockey, unlike other sports, I, know as much about my rivals as I do the team I root for. Mm-hmm. Like, I think part of the fun of watching hockey is the opponent. And that's why I, I meant what I said about the regional games. Like, I love playing when, when the Devils play the Rangers or the Devils play the Flyers or the Devils play the Penguins or the Devils play the Capitals or the Islanders, I guess. Like, when you play all those teams, like, Literally, I can't get up enough for those games. Yeah. There's nothing like being in the arena. I don't give for... a crap when the Columbus exactly. Blue Jackets come 100%. to. hundred percent. I could not agree more. There's nothing like being in the arena. And boy, do I can't wait till that happens again. But being in the arena for a Rangers Devils game or a Rangers Islanders game. And it, it has a different feeling than watching the Rangers against the Golden Knights. You know, it's it's, it's just it, it feels it feels differently. And and yeah, those games matter. And uh, um, I just man to be in an arena and like hear the goal song and to like scream and cheer. Yep. It just, it's, it's so weird. Oh, it's, it's so strange. I was at, I went to sporting events this year. Did you go to any? I did not go to any, not a single one. I went to two baseball games and I went to uh, one football game and it was, awkward Mm -hmm. and i will say that my favorite example is the um yankee stadium was weird as can be first of all you were so spread out Mm -hmm. you could (laughs) no one could see anything uh you i I didn't feel at all risk of getting covid Mm -hmm. my favorite yankee stadium story is i actually parked on the street right across the street from the stadium and that's never happened in my life in either stadium um because there was nobody there. And if you walk down the first base line, so let's say you're walking from first base towards home plate. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. visualize that in any stadium. If you look to your right, you see a game. And if you can look past the stands, it's a game that's a regular game. Mm-hmm. It's like the teams in their regular uniforms playing yeah. a game. And if there's a man on, they're dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun. like it's, it's a game. If you turn to the left, everything's boarded up. 
Yeah, no concession stands. All the concession stands yeah. are saran wrapped, and mm-hmm. they're all put away. So like everything is 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 winterized. Mm-hmm. They never just they never pulled it out, and it's all there, and it, everything's dark. And if you go to your right, everything's bright. The lights are on, and everything to the left is all dark, and it's so weird. Yeah, well, no bathroom line. No, and. It- <laughs> Would you, have you been in a lot of public bathrooms in COVID time? Yes. Where? Where do you go? Oh, you, uh, you work at a restaurant. The gym, restaurants. Yeah. You go to the gym? I go to the gym very uh, often. I've never, I have not been. Often. I haven't done anything. I did get future sponsor. That's another of my 2021 goals. My future sponsor, Tonal. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I want Tonal because we have Tonal now. Yeah. And, uh, Today is actually the day we're recording this is my 30th day with Tonal. Great. And I've done something every day. It's great. And it's wild. It's it's really fun. And there's a leaderboard um, for Tonal, people who are subscribed to Tonal. Uh-huh. It's not just that you have it, but you yeah. have to subscribe to their Like thing. Peloton, yeah. Right. And the I'm now number 70. Okay. 9,000. Let's go. I know. And, and, and I, <laughs> I want to keep it up. And like, I haven't done it yet today. And as soon as we're done recording, like I literally will go downstairs and I have to do at least 25 minutes just to keep the streak going. Yeah. Great. And I love it. I love it. I think it's so great. I will never go to a gym again. <laughs> really? Even and, that and nice. This is uh, not a sponsor. Even, this is yeah. not a commercial. Even that Boy, big. Would it be great if they could be a commercial, right? There's a, there's a really nice gym uh, not too far from you. It's uh, really, really big and expensive, but it's beautiful. Which one? Uh, Lifetime. Oh, I used to go there. Yeah. Place is great. Oh, it's a, it's, 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 it was a, it was great. You see, you go, you spend the whole day there. The kids go to camp and then you, you work out. You can go to, you can sit on your laptop and get some work done. And then you, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really nice gym. It's but, a country club. It's amazing. And the guy who's the director of sales there used to work for the New Jersey Nets. Nice. And he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and and uh, Bart Scott used to work out there. A lot of Jets probably do because they live in the area because it's in Florham Park. And Bart Scott mm-hmm. said one of the days we were going to record sports with friends at Lifetime pre-COVID. Mm. And that never happened. That was my show that I was going to do. What do you mean? I wanted to interview people while working out. Oh, you want to do a show like that? I wanted to do a show like, like a that. video show. You want to yeah. explain? I don't I don't uh... an interview series. But you would go and you would at the gym. So like you're spotting the guy and yeah. So like if Bart Scott, like, like like if Bart Scott was my guest, I'd be working out with Bart Scott, doing an interview with Bart Scott. And while we're working out, we'd be doing the interview. I'd be too self-conscious. And we, you know, we'd be pumping iron and and answering questions. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch during the during the quarantine? Did you watch a lot of old classic games? No. Never, right? No. Why would I? Why do I? I didn't. I didn't watch any of them. No. There was so much stuff. So much content. So much TV. There's enough to watch. <laughs> I didn't. I was not struggling to. If fu- you know to, where to, to look, yeah. there's so much. I didn't stuff. need. I didn't need to watch. You know, Yankees classics. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't need to see that. I, agree. I didn't need to watch old Monday night football games. No. 
I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> it was yeah. weird though. A lot of people were doing that. No, didn't the need one to. That, the one that was sad is uh, the, the the great uh, Mel Antonin, uh, longtime USA Today reporter. Uh, now he works for uh, Masson Mid Atlantic Sports Network, and he's had some major health issues. He's had COVID. He's had all kinds of stuff. And Mel, um, when he was in the hospital, like on a ventilator, not knowing if he was going to survive, MLB Network was showing all games that he had covered. Just coincidence. Just coincidence. And he said on the podcast, and so sad, and I I recommend that podcast. You know, one thing about this, this podcast, if I ever brag about an episode, and I say this to the listeners, I hope you realize the guests make these shows. Like I'm just there. I'm just the custodian and I'm the guy who edits it. But the the thing that makes a podcast great is the person on it, not me. And Mel Antonin said that he was literally sitting in his hospital. No one could visit him because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And he is watching games and he can remember where he sat. Yeah. In the press box for the, that like he's watching Ripken's, uh, you know, record breaking game and like these random classic games. And I just was like that. That's awesome. Like that brought a tear, you know, like mm-hmm. that was that was something really, really special. I, I, I don't know. That's cool. That's really cool. It was cool. It was cool. All right. What do we wish for for 2021? What do you think? Ooh. Um, well, first of all, health and wealth yeah. and happiness and all that stuff you know uh well, health more ho- health more importantly yes health more I'd like to hug my parents yeah uh i think um I, for sports wise i'd like to go back to a normal schedule i don't yeah. want to have games being rescheduled and oh my chair just fell and not knowing you know who's playing where and which players are going to be out um i want fans back in the stadiums i want that sound um, I'll tell you what. Look at I had an I had an issue with it. Um, earlier fake this year. crowds. I hated fake. No, 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 and that's not what I'm getting to. Uh, Notre Dame beats Clemson, and the fans oh. rush the field. Yes. Okay. Um, they had obviously they were at you know, fifteen to twenty percent capacity, whatever it is, twenty percent of a hundred thousand fans. That's twenty thousand fans. It looked like there was like at least ten thousand, five thousand fans on the field, whatever it was. I I was I had an issue with it because of COVID. It wasn't smart. The kids aren't wearing masks. Or, you know, whatever. It was dangerous. It was dumb. You can infect the player. All that stuff. Whatever. Uh-huh. But seeing that on TV and seeing the image of a sea of green rushing that field, I gave me chills, Seth, because uh-huh. I want to see that again. I want that to be the normal again. The celebration. The, you know, like I, 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 the the Dodgers celebrating a World Series on the field in Texas, you know, it's just like with limited fans in the stands. That, that was awful. The, the, these trophy presentations with no one there, you know, it's just it's dumb. It just didn't seem it's not normal. I want fans back in the arenas. You know, the Lakers winning a championship in a bubble. With a in bunch what of people, like a college gym, with a like with not a even bunch, an arena, yeah, with a bunch of fans on Microsoft Teams on the background, you know, so they could be virtual fans. Like, no, you know, like, like think about everything that happened this year for Lakers fans with the Kobe, you know, Kobe's death, and for the team to win a championship. How amazing wouldn't have been to have a parade, to have a rally, 
to get thousands and thousands of people in the city together to celebrate a championship. I want that back and I want it back now. Yeah, I no, I'm with you. I, I, I hear you and I, I see what you're saying. That's my wish for 2021. No, I get it. We can safely have that back again. Just have the magic. You know, when I, I noticed fans missing, um, college basketball. Yes, it's so I was dumb. watching college basketball. There was a, a Syracuse was playing who God knows who. And they were playing and they're in the dome and they're down by two. And a guy just makes a dunk with a foul to put them up. And now they're up by one and there's 50 seconds left and they need defense. And they're and you hear the coaches going hands up. Yeah, hands up. it's it's it, college basketball is suffering big time because oh my God, there's nothing missing. better like. I'm going to watch a Duke North Carolina game from Cameron indoor arena with no one there. And, and I'm not going to hear the constant yelling of the Cameron crazies all game. Like, come on. That's that's, that's like the second best rivalry in all of sports behind Yankees, Red Sox. And I'm not going to be able to part of that rivalry is the atmosphere. And and it's just not, you know, I just, uh, it's, it's terrible. It's crazy. Uh, It's it's crazy. And I, I, I look, I'm grateful. We have, we have a lot to be grateful for. We're grateful that we can work. We're grateful that you're in a studio. I'm in a studio and we're in our homes. Yep. There's something to be said for that. Um, I do believe this vaccine is going to help. Um, yes. And it's going to just, you got to be patient. And I, that's what I hope people will be patient and forego things for more so that you can see that brass ring at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, and you make the analogy like make the, the, the marathoner the analogy. You know, when you're trying to run 26 miles and you're at mile 23, you want to just stop. Push, push, push. And I know it's hard and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying don't take it. Uh, you know, don't, don't do anything. Don't I'm not saying stay home, but be safe and be smart because you're this close. You're so close. And my prediction is by the summer. And I, I think, I think baseball will be impacted. I think baseball should do an 81 game season. And if you started it in July, I think you could have fans and Mm -hmm. I think you could have, and I think the NFL is going to be fine. I I think the NFL will be right. I think college football next year will be right. I think. So my prediction is that uh, by next summer, our lives are pretty much going to be back to normal. So you're um, talking summer, 2022? summer, 2021, no summer, 2021. So this coming summer, this coming summer, because it's going to be you a combination next summer, next summer is oh, this coming summer, this coming summer. I think we're going to be back to as close to normal as possible because uh, let me preface this by saying masks are not going away until 2022. Okay. Right. Masks will be mandated throughout all of 2021. Uh, but I think the way that, if you saw the numbers decrease in the summer significantly and you saw how things loosened up a lot this summer, combine that with vaccinations that will occur from now until next, until the summer, Uh, until, and then going into next fall, vaccinations will be more widespread. There'll be a push for people to get vaccinations in the fall because, Hey, the colder weather is coming up. This is when the spikes happen. Let's get vaccinations. And then by 2022, no more masks. Life returns to normal. You're absolutely right. 
but I think, but I think summer 2021, you're going to see, you know, everything opened, you know, bars, restaurants. It's uh, why, you know, we're open. We're, We're as normal as can be with the exception of we're wearing masks and certain capacity restrictions. Well, and you just hope that, you know, businesses can survive until then. Yes. You know, and you hope mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, we've seen friends of ours that have lost their, their restaurants and their bars and their barbershops and the, you know, salons and, 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 and whatever, you know, whatever. The, and it's, it's sad. And that, that really hurts. And, you know, you, what I, what I am sad for are the small businesses. I'm not worried about the St. Louis Cardinals yeah. or, or, or the, you know, that's not what I worry about. Mm-hmm. And what I hope, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, look, I'll watch the NBA and I'll watch the football, you know, the rest of the football season. And who knows about this hockey season? I, I can't wait. Who am I kidding? I'll, I'll be there. But uh, it, it should be uh, very, very strange. All right. Yes, sir. Did two Jews hanging out, on, hang out on Christmas? We did it. How can uh, how can people find you and how many podcasts do you have? And tell me about all of them. Uh, well, uh, I am on Twitter. I'm on all social media at Scott's on air, which is S C O T T S O N A I R. It's right behind me on the screen, but Scott's on air. And, uh, I do a and Twitch if you're show listening to this if you're podcast. Listening, yes. You don't know what no. screen he's on. It's okay. Scott's on air. S C O T T S O N A I R. I do a Twitch show every Tuesday night, which is a Twitch live Twitch show. That is a podcast. It is the football film room. With myself and uh, current scout and consultant Chris Landry, we do a football show every Tuesday, 7 o'clock Eastern, live on Twitch, so you guys can catch that. Uh, And I also have the football betting show, which releases every weekend, which is my podcast. This is my sports betting podcast, so you want to listen to that as well. And once football season's over, it'll probably turn into the March Madness betting podcast, the baseball betting podcast, all that stuff, all All those sports. Um, but yeah, catch me on Twitter at Scott's on air because I'll keep you up to date on all of my appearances and everything that's going on. And I'll speak to you next Christmas. <laughs> yep. Chinese um, food and podcasts. Uh, uh, if there was anything uh, that you heard in today's episode that you have an issue with, do me a favor, reach out to Scott directly and leave me the hell out of it. Uh <laughs> That Scott, literally, this is going to become a tradition, and uh, you've always been a great friend. And I love that if I have a podcast on sports with friends, two Jews hang out on Christmas. That's what a podcast called Sports with Friends should have. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Be safe out there. Happy holidays. And uh, don't forget, listen to the Hall of Justice when we talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Happy holidays to everyone who celebrates. Don't forget, we do have an episode coming out next week of Sports with Friends, and it comes out each and every Wednesday. Uh, So subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and uh, like the cartoon new logo, because uh, let's face it, he's much handsomer than the guy that host this podcast if you want me to stay i'll be around today to be available for you to see i'm about to go and then you'll know for me to stay i got to be me you'll never be in doubt that's what it's all about you can't take me for granted and smile I'm gone, forget reaching me by phone Because I promise I'll be gone for a while When you see me again, I hope that you have been The kind of person 
Taking up my time